I got hurt, but help me MD and turn me back into a healthy MC. Welcome to the Farms Not Farms podcast, episode lucky number 13. We've been going 13 straight weeks. I'm really grateful for this platform. Shout out to 93.1 FM Boulder and Violet Recordings. Also, shout out to everyone who is sharing this podcast with your friends and family and on your social media platform. Super grateful for you sharing the Farms Not Farms podcast. Shout out to everybody who subscribes to Farms Not Farms podcast on iTunes. And of course, shout out to everybody who goes to farmsnotfarms.org to check out the podcast if you don't have iTunes. And of course, shout out to our sponsor, buildasoil.com, the internet's leading number one place for organic soil amendments and so much more. Check out buildasoil.com. All right, so let's get right into it. Previously, we've had doctors and veterinarians and patients on the show. Last week, we have DJ Newmark of the world-famous Jurassic 5. And I bring people on the show who I know will help reflect level-ups, realizations that we can incorporate in our daily in order to experience a better quality of life. And this week, we have a couple on the show who are really great artists independently, as well as being a musical duo. They're traveling the world making waves with artists like Trevor Hall, Nako and Medicine for the People, Rising Up Alesha, and this musical duo is none other than the great Tubby Love and Amber Lily, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. How you all doing? Blessed. Yes. Too blessed to be stressed right now. Amber Lily and I are in the recording studio here in Paonia and uh, just working on a new uh, a new hit, brother. Hey. Too blessed to be stressed. Indeed, you working on a new project? Yeah, you know it's uh, it's an ongoing project uh, called <laughs> Our Lives. <laughs> yeah, we're deep in it right now. We've uh, yeah, we've been getting schooling by uh, by the mountains, and uh, so we've been out here creating music. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you two on the show is because. You know, I'm all about being the change. I'm all about leveling up and learning through inspirations and then sharing what we're inspired from and, and what we learn, and then perhaps that chain continues. And so I see that from y'all. And what I do see is, you know, artists who are not just talking a big game, but also walking it. And, you know... It's rare that you see a farm to merch table organization, though you guys grow your own food and then bring it on tour with you and have, you know, you have organic vegan foods that people can purchase and no animals get harmed. And I've actually had your dry bananas. They're delicious. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, you know, and so I love that there is a reason for me to say farm to merch table. I love, I've never heard that said quite like that, and I love it. You know, it's a really amazing feeling. I just went, I just got off tour with Ayla Nerio, and I had the only edible item on the merch table every night. We sold so many You know people be getting the munchies. It's so exciting to be able to say, like, we grew these, we processed them straight from the source, nothing weird going on, compostable Mm. materials. I mean, it feels really good to bring it from the farm to the table. 
I'm to the merch stand. Hand grown, hand packaged. Where is that farm? Is it out in Hawaii? Yeah, it's a fam- our family farm out in Hawaii. And yeah, my my family lives there. My parents, my brother, his wife, having a new baby soon. It's like home front over there. So, is it safe to say you grew up learning organic farming practices? Well, we we've had that spot for six years. But okay. We moved around a lot. We were sort of. My parents were dream chasers, always looking mm. for a place to build community, you know, looking for so- something that made more sense, a place where our family could grow our own food and be around people that had similar values. And we tried it a few different places, but my mom always had a garden no matter where we were. So yeah, I grew up around around the lifestyle, but it's been more recent for me to learn farming practices. And I still feel like I know nothing, very little to nothing. <laughs> Which a lot, you know, a lot of gardeners and farmers will say. Mm. The more you learn, the less you realize you know. Mm. This is true. Life. This is true in life. Yeah, I find that when we can incorporate what we're learning, we realize a new channel of existence, you know? And how often do we grow up? And while we're growing up, we learn these things or we see these things that make sense to us, though we don't apply them. And then we keep relearning the same lessons. Yes. You know? Totally. So in terms of you guys' music, you know, I hear you all in, in, in the words and, and through the messages, you know. How has your music changed you throughout the years of, you know, obviously making music for other people? You know, it. I think that the growth from an artist when you can hear their music and watch them on tour and see them come around town sometimes and, you know, sometimes you see artists grow, sometimes you see artists getting messed up on drugs and, like, what's going on with them? I don't know, you know? And how, how has your music changed you guys? Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a big one. Music for for us, I mean, it's the it's the healing tool, um, mm. and it's the it's the uh, the mantra, the I am mantra. Really, when you're writing about your own experience, you're testifying to what um, your life experience is. It's it's direct reflection of who we are, and so um, yeah, evolution is really the only way and with with the music um i mean gosh i wrote a song called simple city Uh, i was living in boston and uh i was just calling uh the experience to um a closer relationship with the earth and a better relationship to all things into my life and that's exactly what it brought it brought uh my journey to hawaii um it brought me losing uh, like 80 to 100 pounds um, and reshaping my body and, and my relationships and to community. And yeah, it's a whole world that it brought. And it brought um, a, new, a new song. That song brought a whole new school of thought. And uh, yeah, it just opened me up to a world of other musicians who were speaking the same lingo and then um, eventually leading me to where I am now, which is finding out even more deeply like what 
<laughs> where I'm at now um, and where I want to go from here. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's the self work that really never ends. Indeed. How about you, Amber? Any uh, reflections on this particular? Yeah, I mean, if I think about personally how music has helped me grow and evolve, it's been, uh, wow, it's helped me grow so much. I mean, I've been singing my entire life, and it's always been one of my greatest joys, you know, the place where I connect to the divine, to what is beyond me. Um, And music has walked me through... Um, the journey that's made me face all the parts of me that fear that I'm too small or not good enough or not meant to be here, all those things, you know, just out of the direct practice of writing can be such a vulnerable feeling. You know, you're claiming something, even when it's our own experience. We're claiming something knowing that people in the world are going to hear it (laughs) and that we're going to be sharing it and people are going to think things about us or whatever, you know. And... I had a lot of fear around singing or making any sort of creative statement or claim and doing that has, oh, I feel like I've grown, I've lived 20 years in the last six, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, anyone who performs on a stage knows that you face that every time and it's just been so good for me to claim my joy (laughs) and what I feel like the purpose, the great purpose I have in sharing music um, and have that be way bigger and stronger than any sort of fear of judgment or blah, 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 you know? So it's, it's changed my life massively, just the way I feel about myself and how I walk. Let's talk about the content, because I've been performing for many years and writing music, and for me, the the... the I don't want to say, well, yeah, I guess the past me, I was writing from a place of always questioning things, and I find myself performing with such, you know, oomph, and, and, and from, like, this place of just really not being happy or, or content. And um, so through that, I find that now when I'm singing my prayers, that it feels like medicine, you know? Can you guys touch on that? Yeah, like, as if you're making... You're singing sort of mantras or claiming a positive reality. You mean as you perform it, it even helps you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, there's times where we can perform and afterwards kind of feel empty. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's depending on what we're even performing, you know, in context that may or may not have resonance that we don't even really, we're not even tapped into until perhaps later. I haven't even really considered this understanding until now whereas you know there were times where I wasn't feeling complete or whole after I even was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day and after performing sometimes we can feel just straight empty and sometimes in a magical space but sometimes in a real vulnerable space like you know and though I find that when I'm performing something that's still more positive I still may feel vulnerable after though I just I'm carrying a, a a better frequency, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. And it's, I think it has to do, too, with authentically connecting to what we're uh, sharing. Because I, for me personally, we've sang a lot of, like, a lot of songs that make sort of claims about higher love or mm-hmm. oneness or these different things. And it was so amazing and liberating for me to jump into the performance experience 
in that vein of music mm. because it was beyond me, you know? And it would put me in this place of like, oh, yeah, 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 we are worth it. Like, we are one. There is peace. There is love. Love. And we just kind of go straight to the love vibe. And that's been so amazing. And also it's been, for me, now I've been working to get more vulnerable and share my actual, like, singular um, individuated human experience within that greater story mm. and I'm finding a lot of liberation in that because I would have sometimes where we would be sharing that message but it wasn't exactly encapsulating all that I was feeling mm. and I was sort of missing that depth of bringing the human story to it mm. you know and so for me personally it's been moving towards more of that as well to give depth to it and relatability as well you know because i yeah and so i guess not, both. let us not bypass steps that it takes um to get and not that every all of music needs to encapsulate that but i was missing yeah. that i was on the other end extreme yeah yeah it's it's been such an interesting journey i i feel so much about this topic um in particular and um wow yeah, sharing the sharing the full spectrum and not uh, not bypassing uh, what it takes to get uh, to that place of peace and love from where we what the world that we were born into um, and what we've been taught is just I'm finding this new music that we're creating. It's not we're not preaching a message. We're talking about our own human experience, and I feel like I'm connecting more deeply to the song than I ever have. Mm my entire experience of songwriting and, and being a channel for that and uh, um, it's it's been more healing than than anything for me that's just an affirmation um, just uh, just uh, just a mantra because there are mantras within it but it's the whole journey of uh, how to go from one place to another it's a it's literally it is that it's healing it's like therapy it's like songwriting is like is like some kind of amazing musical therapy. So there's something that is to be said about create creating a piece of writing, you know, just literally writing something on a paper or on a screen that nothing was there and now <laughs> now something is there and then from that we get to perform it even if it's just for ourselves when we read something out loud then it affects us it affects others so therefore when we speak what we say affects us it affects others and so how we say it if i'm like yo then you're like whoa and if i'm like yo then you're like yeah huh? that it's just obviously different frequencies they affect us and they affect those yeah. around us differently so the the importance of when writing a song you know, when I was younger and feeling more depressed or whatever, just less happy, I would yeah. sit down and e express just like kind of dump everything instead of punching a hole in the wall. I'd punch a hole in the paper, you know, yeah. and now speaking, you know, writing my prayers, writing things that I love it. When I perform that, I just feel so much better. And so there's there's therapy in the performance of that there's also therapy in transmuting what we feel because how we speak is so important it affects us and everybody around us and so has there been a definitive well can you guys just maybe elaborate a little bit on because I, I can't imagine your whole lives you guys were talking about you know things in a positive way 
unless that's just how you were brought up. I know that people come to me sometimes and they're like, you know, they, 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 sometimes people think that they can't really live up to how I'm speaking. And, and I'm like, yo, I'm not perfect. I'm just speaking the things that I am, you know, I'm transmuting the things so they come out more, you know, positively rather than saying things, complaining all the time or saying things that bother yeah. me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, th- there's, you know, there, there was a time recently that I asked you to come out to, uh, tell me to come out to a school with some with some high school kids you know and my my purpose was that for that was of course for them to see somebody talented play and and to hear connect with somebody though ultimately to learn forms of expression that serve us yeah you understand where i'm going so there's forms of expression hip-hop where i come from there's different forms of expression how we express ourselves is everything though there's you know the focus on the level up for what we express also affects us and then there are we considering like am i just expressing the things that make me unhappy and is that like yeah. now yeah. my yeah. i think that's an everyday thing it's it, and it's humbling i mean wow yeah to to realize, wow, okay, all right, maybe I'm not coming from, like, the most positive place in my life. Look at my life. Like, look at my relationships. Like, how, first, I feel like there's that, there's that need to want to, um, to really come from another place and, and to be, even know that it's possible. Um, and that's why, gosh, so many inspiring artists out there and uh, that's why it is important you know that's why there are certain artists on my playlist that I look up to and that that I get the get the word from and I don't even know how to express what I'm going through like, to humble me and um, yeah yeah it's it's uh, again it takes that that knowing that like wow I can be liberated from from what I'm feeling in a way that is healthy. And, uh... I remember there was a time when um, there were certain songs of Tubby's that I wanted to hear so bad. Like, he has these old heartbreak songs, Uh or... You know? And he just would not play them. (laughs) And that's not the experience he wanted to create. Sure. You know? And I'd be like, but it's such a good song. It's so (laughs) emotional, and people also need to access their feelings and have a place where it's safe to cry and you know but he'd be like you know i don't want to like that's not where he he didn't want to like become that emotion again Mm. you know something that he had felt and used there's one called the shining that i'm thinking of you only love me when i'm shining and it's this heartbreak like oh you know i love that it's so good but like at a gathering where people are coming together and are wanting to sing things together that feel more unified and like able to get through their lives he didn't want to bring that up be like all right everyone (laughs) you know and i had to really respect that like you don't you know a lot of musicians are asked to play the same songs for decades and they're like you know eric clapton wrote one of in my opinion one of the best songs ever when his young child felt like the past and Everyone wanted to hear that, but he didn't want to invoke that feeling anymore. 
because each song feels sort of like a spell, you know, we are invoking the vibration that it's written in. So it is really important, you know, like to learn how to use it. Yeah. For everyone should have a creative tool, creativity as a tool for emotional expression and letting out in a healthy way that is without the pressure also of how it's going to affect others. And when we're performers, we also have to be aware of that. Okay. What is this going to invoke in me when I sing it live? How is this going to make others feel? Is this going to create a scene that makes people feel more aggravated and they go out in the world feeling frustrated? Or, like, can I bring people to a more peaceful state or a more honest, authentic state where they want to be alive and feel inspired to give to the world and love each other, you know? Yeah, I know we all have yeah. that. It's writing and sharing songs. Yes. Are we focusing on the problem? Or the solution. But, mm. And sometimes singing a heartbreak song or whatever straight to the wound is amazing. Mm. But we certainly wouldn't just do that and leave everyone then feeling depressed. Like, <laughs> all right, everyone, good luck. Like, I think all of us understand that as performers, we have also the responsibility to, like, to hold the vibration of the whole experience. You know, how do we leave people feeling at the end of it all? How are we leaving? And how we are left feeling is a really good indicator of that. You know, you maybe realized, like, whoa, when I sing, when I share these kind of songs, I'm left feeling way better about being alive. And other people must be as well, you know. Yeah, it's it's really powerful, a lot of consideration to go into Mm -hmm. putting words on a paper and, you know, and to, to realize, you know... I, for me, it took smoking DMT in the woods to understand my true impact on everything around me. You know, everywhere I go, I'm going to impact a world that I have no, yes. I, no idea about. And, right. you know, I remember being younger and just living in Burlington, Vermont, and doing something, I don't remember, and people being like, yo, you know that everyone saw that, right? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just put something on my Facebook page. I don't even know what it was. And literally, yeah. you know, just... People, there's such an impact from what we do that we often have no idea the repercussions. And to be considerate, I I find my whole life I've been finding that not everybody is, you know? And it doesn't mean that somebody is a piece of garbage because they're not. And it doesn't mean that somebody's not a good person because they're less considerate than others. Though, you know, in the same moment where we all need help, we're all going to understand what consideration is, what care and love is when we need it, you know, and beyond that, perhaps how we respond to that again, or at least seeing someone else in that same need, we may or may not be able to step up and respond to our ability to give that love. Though that takes, it takes a mindful artist to do that because so many artists are stuck in our own disease. I say our because there's there's no us in them. There's all us under the sun. So, so many of us are stuck in our own sickness that, you know, we're going around dropping bombs everywhere and like, feel how I feel, feel how I feel, you know? Yeah. And I know songs that I used to, to perform, I used to like harder music and I couldn't even listen to happy music. I was like, it's just not for me. It's too soft. Whereas now I can't listen to my older music and I'm listening to, you know, what I would have called softer music, happy music and things that, you know, are joyful. And so it's a, diff- it's a different world experiencing this quality of life. And, uh, you know, I-, I think that so often when we're learning express- expressive forms, it's, it's rare to find someone who's going to 
share with you how to level up with that form and then when you know what kind of level ups are there can i just do this better or can i do this with more of an understanding about how i could be a better person while doing it and then then they're actually contributing to our world rather than just taking from it or giving some something that's growing some some potential negativity or just not positive you know what i'm saying yeah you're talking about impact yeah absolutely yeah it's interesting you said that um your dmt experience (laughs) brought that realization i think for me some mushroom journeys really helped me see how intricately connected everything is and it's actually just reflecting with uh, one of my parents the other day about you know they're they're and my dad's in his 70s and he was starting to think like what what I do doesn't matter you know it's like the world is in such a state now it's easy to think that what can one person do what can 10 people do what can 100 people do to you know to positively respond to the immense chaos that we see everywhere and the immense amount of suffering all across the globe and like we don't none of us has a clear enough perspective or a zoomed out enough view to claim that anything we do has a big or a small impact. Mm. As you said, we will never know the full impact that any of us individually and together has. Yeah. So, like, I I think I, I was raised to really be considerate of the impact that I had on others, you know, um, with a conscientiousness. How does what I do contribute to another's well-being to make them feel better, feel worse, and... Um, That's all we've been talking about today. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, we are all responsible for how everyone else is doing. And it's a major, major... It can feel like a major weight to know that and to accept a, the call to uh, share music or be in any sort of public um, eye, you know, because we will affect our message will be available to many, many more people. But, and like you said, not everyone is aware of that. And I guess it was hard for me to really relate to that when mm. I think of some of some people who, because we will, I mean, musicians are often idolized, of course, you know, and people see themselves in them. And um, there are some musicians at the highest levels that, you know, will say, what, I what I'm saying isn't shaping culture like no people you know kids aren't going to hear what I'm saying they'll know it's just a song and that's not true you know everything we put out does impact everyone but some people aren't ready to acknowledge that the full um the full spectrum of their responsibility and effect you know but I think what'd you say and there's Beyonce then there's Beyonce whoa which you should watch what's it homecoming homecoming oh my gosh Talk about someone who understands their impact and is and, uses that and and doesn't in other ways. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. Yeah, but I, better, we can't better. assume anything about anyone yeah. else, but we can say for and ourselves. Where are we at as a society? And I culture. feel in right now in every song I'm writing, I'm holding that piece. Like, how is this going to affect others? What would my eighth grade self take? Yes, with the audience. What would my fifth, like my 14 year old girl self that was so insecure? And so scared of not being liked and wondering what my the point is of anything, you know, what would what would she take from that? Would she take strength and inspiration and feel connected? And, you know, so, yeah, we're definitely uh, thinking and feeling about that a lot and then not letting it weigh down, because ultimately, like, I am that I am my eighth grade self. 
So the story that I tell now can still relate to that. Yeah. And for me, it's a bigger calling, of course. Like, I'm not doing this work. I'm doing it because I personally need it at the root of it, because it is my therapy. But also, it feel, it's a way bigger calling, you know, and I really feel the message working through me. So I'm just doing my best to be healthy and not be such a punk. <laughs> <laughs> We're all a bunch of punks. <laughs> We're all a bunch of punks. We don't know very much at all. Oh, my God. That, uh, that's one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard. <laughs> Just being healthy and trying not to be much of a punk. <laughs> well, that's what our uncle, 70, he's 7.6 decades, 76 years old. And he's like, you know what, guys? I'm just learning to ride my bike without my hands on the handlebars. Like, I know so little. So what do you think you know at age 27? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Or just learning how to ride my bike without running everyone over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's it, right? <laughs> like you're learning how to love riding your bike and not run everyone over. That's about the stage I'm at, too. <laughs> not being terrified of the fact that I'm on a bike and I could hurt somebody. What if I can learn to have fun here and not hit anybody? And mm. it is my responsibility. <laughs> Maybe I could do a cool wheelie or something. <laughs> Yeah. Put that 10,000 hours in, baby. Then you're learning something. You know, getting to the point where we're uh, we're not afraid to say oops however many times it takes, you know? Ooh. I like that. It's hard. It can be so hard, you know, when someone gives us that perspective of something they feel like we've done wrong or whatever. But if huh. we can really, the more we can practice, like, oh, wow, this person sees something I don't uh, and not defend ourselves you know it's a hard thing to do but if we're doing if we're showing up for life we're getting those reflections all the time like yeah that's what our uncle is telling us he's like this is good you know every yeah you're not supposed to know it all but how do you respond when someone, how do you receive the messages you, yeah. yeah when someone's like hey yeah, just give some other person. <laughs> we had something happen today. We're I got some here. marks on my report card today. <laughs> <laughs> so you're human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, That's right. all right. Are, aren't we all? I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what planet is perfect from? Oh, wow. Good question. Right. What stars? I haven't been there yet, so I can't tell. Perfectly imperfect. Yeah, some would say that this planet and everything is perfectly imperfect. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And we all, like, we all help each other. We all hurt without meaning to. Like, How do we have the conversation? Yeah. That's what I it is, you know? Yeah. The, the, we say communication is the key to success. It's also the lack of communication is the key to chaos. And not all oh, chaos yeah. is bad, you know, though I find that, um, you know, without without getting too subjective, and sometimes people say they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but <laughs> let's just say that, you know, those of us who get mad easily tend to be the, more delicate. We're easily yeah. triggered. And so therefore... You know, we're all well served with love. Obviously, there's different capacities and gauges and levels of that. And some of us who are more emotional and more easily triggered, it's obviously, you know, for for that individual, if you're easily triggered, then anyone could really fit that, you know, uh, template of pissing you off, <laughs> you know? Right. So at that point, I feel like 
it goes beyond to inspiring you know healthy diets and healthy water drink just uh. drinking enough water just learning because i grew up on the east coast and then and you know from brooklyn and i lived in jersey you know uh-huh. the 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 stigma is that not everybody is gonna wave hello to you if you don't know them uh-huh. <laughs> and right. you know diets out there aren't always very uh. great either and you know um every, obviously everywhere anybody can have a great or crappy diet some places it's easier yeah. to than others Though, you know, how we are to ourselves and to each other, it's just a, it's a full spectrum of the why, you know? That's right. It's all related. And, uh... Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um... Yeah. Wow. I actually was born in South Jersey, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Didn't spend much time there, but my family that lives out there has lived such a different lifestyle, you know, and of values and all that. Savannah, uh, Georgia, baby. <laughs> yeah, Georgia. <over laughs> <there>. <laughs> right. Different world. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, different culture all around. Yeah, so really. There's a, that's an important thing that you touched on about people that maybe show more anger or react more or even can become aggressive easily. Like, it really does point to the size of the wound. You know, and a lot of people who are raised, I mean, so many people are, have traumatic childhoods, and we all do to some degree. But some of my friends that I know that had the worst time growing up, like, seem the strongest, you know, mm. and are very independent and can do their thing, but are so easily feel abandoned or, yeah. you know, react. They're so defensive because, like, there's just a lot to heal there if you don't grow up feeling like you're loved or like you're worth something and if on the contrary you feel like you're not and you're abused like I mean more way more people than any of us know grow up with that and I really just hope it's beyond good vibes and in the music at that point people really need to seek deep healing we all do you know for what we were what we grew up believing about ourselves and it really is true those that act out the most it's the size of the wound. It's like pointing directly to the healing that's needed, you know? But there's also people with wounds that size that are making music for the healing. Like Logic, when I listen to Logic, um, he's just, yeah, he's, he's, he's able it. yeah he's able to speak to that within himself, you know, growing up in a house with domestic violence and, you know, being from multiple races and not being accepted by any of them. There's... Uh, there is music out there that does address some really deep issues yeah. and provide um, some beautiful perspective for healing. Yeah. You know, something that came to my mind earlier that it, it went somewhere else as I was just listening and doing my best to listen without the intent of responding. So, ah. but it came back around and I'm glad. There's two songs recently. Well, let me just say, okay, there's two songs recently that I or I know of people who have cried to, right? One of the songs that I've cried to in the past few years is a song by my homies, The Copper Children. And then there's a song by a man, I, I think people might have heard of him. His name is Tubby Love. You heard of him? And this song is called More Than Enough. And I know more people than one that have cried to this song. And, you know, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because empowerment of self in terms of, like I said earlier, coming to the point, realizing the point where we can feel okay saying, oops, 
you know? And it's at that point where we are accepting of ourselves in, in, in our forms of imperfection as perfection and say that, you know, God made us. There's only one you. There's only ever going to be one you. And, you know, you only you love the way you love. And so, therefore, that's your magic. And so you are already more than enough. You know, that song is just big for people. I want people who listen who listen to this podcast to know that song and even that whole album. The whole album is really, really wonderful. And um, in fact, Amber, you just put out an album, too, that you just toured. Correct. Correct. Um, and, you know, I saw you perform in uh, in Hawaii at uh, it was the festival pro- uh, the week before Flow Fest. It was a Monifest. Manifest, yeah. The women's festival. The yeah. women's festival. And just so powerful. It was the first time I saw you perform solo. And um, the homies, the artifact, performed right before you all. And uh, I think that, you know, just seeing that that interaction, you know, you could see it at an Ayla show, and which is obviously why you guys went out on tour together. That, that interaction of just intimacy and truly, like, you know, almost crying together and smiling together and just feeling together. And my friend Aja told me a couple of years ago that she was like, you know, for she was talking about me, but I feel like this relates to just anybody. And she was talking about me because I'm a uh, my horoscopes are cancer, and so cancers are are really feely. You know, we feel a whole lot. And so cancer here. Hey, <laughs> uh, perhaps why we get along. Um, Though, you know, I I think that to feel is the way because that that the feeling portal enables us to actually understand any reason for passion and humans love passion, you know. And so we have to feel it first. Any politician that wants to change the law for cannabis, they're even doing it for money or because, God forbid, one of their family members has a seizure or has cancer or something like that. So either way, they're feeling something, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, if uh, you guys just want to talk a little bit about what, what it takes to, to be the medicine, aside from just trying to dish it out, you know? Wow. I mean, I guess it also, to me, comes back to why someone's in it, you know, like why if you're speaking specifically about this line of work, you know, being the medicine rather than just talking about it, like, why is someone, why, what's the motivation for being in this work, you know? Is it being one, because people want to be seen as something, like, as the healer or the medicine giver or whatever? Like, if so, then there's probably a lot more to self-check that needs to happen before that work ought to be done but someone like Ayla like yeah that authenticity that you the closeness and the intimacy that's experienced is because she's giving her authentic expression she's laying it all out there on the on the stage and that's all of her and she's bringing her most intimate parts her insecurities her small self her large self and she's bringing it all on the stage She's like, hey, everybody, this is me. You know, she tells her story about being terrified, like she never would have done that. And everyone, you feel like you're in her living room. Like she's telling you her secrets as if you're her best friend. And that's like authentically her expression, you know? So there's something really there um, in that. And also I think 
she wasn't entering that or I wasn't entering this trying to be be that for anybody um so it also comes with this wonder of like she, for Ayla every night I felt that she's like I get to do this like you want to listen to me oh my gosh you know <laughs> there's that like humble spirit that comes with it you're not shoving a message down anyone's throat but it's an invitation into into the authenticity like hey I'm just a human I experience everything Somehow I'm on the stage and you all are listening to me, but I need you to know I'm just like you are. Uh. And that's the best thing you can give anyone, you know? Because to make it to that stage, you had to really, like, go through all these stages. You get to that uh, point of sharing the songs or being exposed to that many people. You have to face a lot of the issues of the small self that everyone relates to. So, you know, when when... Yeah, it just really comes down to authenticity, I think. That's all I'm... For sure. <laughs> well, thank you for elaborating yeah. on that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, thank you guys for coming on the show. I think that um, just any time that people get to authentically relate with each other and, yes. and just, uh, you know, express our passions and why mm-hmm. we experience, you know, what just to talk about our passions, open up a window into why we do what we do. And especially mm-hmm. when, when we're being mindful with our approach to life, you know, that is inspirational to me. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to share that and I want people to just, you know, feel and then act mm-hmm. from there, from a, from a place of, you know, of of wanting of of feeling the love, you know, not necessarily the love that we were taught that doesn't feel good, but love mm-hmm. love feels good. Some love is tough love, which may not feel like instant gratification, <laughs> though in the long run we know that that's good love. <laughs> that's right, because it helps us grow. Yeah, you know, we get to decide sort of like what are we here to do, you know, and the work that we do. Um, it's like I'm gonna fail. You know, I'm going to do things that I think suck. I'm going to do things that other people think suck. I'm going to have people giving me reflections that could be really hard to gather because, but it's okay. Like, am I here to just feel good about myself all the time? No, like, I love feeling good about myself. But if we're here to grow and also here to write a, a story that makes more sense to us than the one that we grew up in, you know, that places value in a very different way, places value on how much you can achieve, how much money you make, on and on and on. But we're not here to continue to agree with that. We're here to try something new. So the more all of us like this, like you calling us up and um, putting this together and sharing what you're doing and shedding light on what we're doing, like we're really just helping lift each other up right now because none of us really know what's going on. We're just in the great lesson of life and love, trying to do it trying to do it better the way that each generation should be doing Mm. thank god no yeah we have a lot of responsibility in this time and most people that i resonate with really agree that we're here with great purpose Mm. um there's much to do and also it's all just a lot of it's out of our control so i think the more i know that the better off i am just keep trying to humble myself and when I make mistakes as I do every day, I'm just like, all right, what do I do next time? How do I let go of that old part of myself that isn't working anymore? Mm. That makes me think of just like 
not being attached to finding the gold and literally just enjoying mm. the digging. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yep. It all can be pretty fun too. <laughs> <laughs> pretty Indeed. funny, really. Well, you know, this is the point where you you guys are welcome to elaborate on anything that you want to share with the world whatsoever. Anything that you want to share at all. Any inspirations. Now's your time. How about you are already more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to step out because we got to go in That's about a perfect. minute. But I just think that every single person who's alive on the planet right now is here with great purpose. And it's, it can be scary, so scary, to feel that call when we have no idea how to get there or how to start doing it or how the world's going to respond or if we're capable on and on and on but if our dreams are bigger than we see possible it's probably a good thing and I just encourage everyone who feels that call to really first acknowledge it and then just start investing little bits of faith and belief in it here and there and it will you know it can guide us to the most wonderful lives more wonderful than we can even imagine Amber Lily ladies and gentlemen and <laughs> Tubby Love and we'll talk again and you guys yeah, have let's talk. it's so wonderful talking to you thanks for all doing your work here it's amazing oh. love wise you guys are doing bless it you. keep it up bless everyone even when we're not sneezing you know as we typically sign off it goes like deep breath and we're out <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Mahalo. Aloha. Oh, thank you.